0: Welcome to One Man's Ethos. Today Tony welcomes Dr. David Sifu, Senior Traumatic Brain Injury Specialist and Associate Dean of Innovation and Systems Integration at Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. For more information on Dave, please visit vcuhealth.org. This is One Man's Ethos. The Tony Mandarich Podcast.
1: Yeah, no worries, man, no worries. How you doing, all right? Good.
2: I saw that you had uh, logged in at like three minutes still, and I'm like, yeah, he's a doctor. Of course he's going to be on time. Of course, man. Yeah, I don't like to keep my patients waiting. You don't become a doctor by being late. No, no. (laughs) Right? Yeah. This five
1: is- minutes early man that's on time for me that's five right. minutes
2: early they used to tell us and the coaches used to tell us in football yeah if the meeting was for three o'clock show up at 245
1: absolutely it's amazing what you learn that way right it is it yeah. really is and you carry yeah. that the rest of your life yeah you know? well, yeah. hopefully you get out of the meeting early too that's a, that's a that's an added <laughs> Right. right on time you finish on time you know but,
2: but it really is you do carry the rest of your life with as far as and then w- the way he would explain it was you know what you're it's respect for other people's time
0: yeah yeah right. well
1: i mean if it's important enough to do with do something do yes. it yeah you know, otherwise you know if you're just gonna have a beer on the on the on the porch right. fine, you know but uh, happy you know. hour yeah
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah
2: yeah what else yeah. um but I, uh, as you can see, I'm I'm rocking my Michigan State behind me and
1: my. I see that character. man. I see all. Yeah, yeah, man. I got to represent. Yeah, got to, got to. Well, it's good. it's a good year for the pack. How are the? Uh, how's Michigan State doing? Are they okay? Um,
2: anyways, so anyways, about the interview. Yeah, not much. <laughs> they're not doing well. Um, no, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, they lost to Rutgers in the opener. And Rutgers.
1: Yeah. yeah that's yeah. weak.
2: Yeah. I mean, and and you know, it's just it's it's an odd season with the COVID, and yeah, they didn't even start the Big Ten until I think October twenty fourth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So well, well, the biggest concern is going to be, you know, uh, you know, are these guys going to ever get any kind of jump into the NFL? Are right. they going to get more injured? I mean, it's just a it's a sh- yeah. shame. You know, you know, they're obviously they're students first, yeah. But yeah. a lot yeah. of them, you know, athletics is going to be their trip, whether it's the pros or otherwise. So it's just yeah. talent. And that's how you know. That's how I looked at it. Um, yeah. e- even though I
2: was, at, you know, I mean, look, I was I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was at Michigan State to get an education and yeah, of course, to play football. Now, was it in that order? Yeah, uh, maybe it was fifty-one yeah. forty-nine. But yeah. that wasn't because of Michigan State. That was because of me and my yeah. motives.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's a short-lived. It's a great career if
1: you can do it. It's a short-lived career. it's a a punishing career either way I mean it's not you know it's it's not it's not for those faint of heart I I I see that in the military but I see that in in our athletes too I mean it's you know you're you're packing a lot into your body and your brain you know from you know I guess uh uh, junior high school to your end of your career I mean it's a lot yeah you know it it is And,
2: and 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 that's one of the reasons why it's yeah one of the reasons I really wanted the to do this dialogue with you, um, you're an expert in the field. Obviously, uh, you could have took so many different paths. It's even with with brain study or neurosurgery or wh- you know whatever the case may be, there's all those niches that go with yep. that part of it. You ended up choosing pretty much. I don't want to say R and D, but research, and then like the yeah. transition okay. of how it works, and you know transitioning people with. PTSD, or brain trauma, or whatever the case may be, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, into the real world, and kind of almost specifying with military and athletes.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the cool term these days is translational research, uh, you know, and what, what that means is, you know you, get, you, you know, you come up with this new knowledge, you find things out, you know, do I want to just put it in some research journal or go in front of a couple thousand people and talk about it? Or do I want to figure out how to actualize it? Because, you know, I, I, you know th- this is true in the COVID thing. It's really easy to say you're doing this great research and you have all these findings. But the reality is, th- do the patients live? Do they, <laughs> you know, do they get home? Do they get back to wellness? You know? yeah. and, and I've always been fascinated in, in you know, medicine. There's the classic, uh, classic saying that the, the surgery was a success, but the patient died. You know, and and it's a little morbid, but in research, it's the same way. You know, we've got, you know, if if only lab rats were getting, were playing professional football (laughs) and boxing, getting injured, (laughs) there would be no problem. We could have full contact, no helmets, no nothing, but it just hasn't translated as smoothly in the world of brain injury.
2: Trust me, there are some people I know, and maybe including myself, that have the IQ of lab rats. Oh yeah no, yeah, no,
1: yeah. Well, if you have ever watched some lab rats play sports, I think they're better. I mean, they they work as a team. You know, they, they don't make the sales, they don't, like, Yeah, they, they
2: don't make them. bad decisions. No,
1: no, but no. Once you know, it, it, a, a research animal gets if he makes a bad decision, it gets studied. The One head's chance. cut off, and yep. they study it, so yeah. they don't have that. One you know, chance. Yeah, but but but, but I, I am passionate about the idea of yeah. let's put things into the real world into context, practical solutions, yeah. you know, and and, it, and and you don't need a doctorate to do that. I mean, you know, you know, I might, you know, be able to help come up with great ideas, but but you know, you were talking about veterans and 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 athletes. We we actually use them as part of our panels, our consumer panels to say, does this make sense? You know, you know, does this jive with what you're experiencing and vice versa? Tell me what you're tell me what's happening in the practice field. Tell me what a concussion means to you. And then let's try to bring that into research in that way, not in some idealized fashion, you know, where the guy is going. You know, the hit is very clear what happened to his head. It was a pure, you know, linear hit and he immediately got assessed in reality. You get blown up in the battlefield. You get hit on a play. You're not always sitting down. I'm going to guess there were a couple plays when you shook your head back and forth and 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 got back in, you know, on, the, on that same play. You didn't even, yeah. even tap out. And you may not remember some of those plays, no. you know. And, and that's the experience, you know, that we see in the military yeah. as well as football. So that's kind yeah, of my was, passion. And, you know,
2: the big differentiator for me is, and this is not that you can't die, literally die on the yeah. football field, yeah, yeah. but your chances of dying in active duty is much higher. Yeah. So your life is literally on the line, but that doesn't you know, negate the fact that, yes, there's been people that have been paralyzed and died playing football
1: yep.
2: uh, for one reason or another. It, it just doesn't happen as much as it does uh, with the military for obvious reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it kind of make, you know, I, it, this isn't why I did it, but it does kind of make the research and the care of these folks that more meaningful. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like to care for anybody. You don't have to be near death to, to, for, to get my best care. Right. But what I do and what I'm and what folks in my space are studying are things that actually are that meaningful to people, their life and death. I mean, it can be a short-term thing like you're going to get killed by an explosion, right. or it can be a delayed thing uh, where if your brain is damaged in a certain way and you're not cared for, you may be at risk for committing suicide. So so that risk is, and, and, and that isn't unique to veterans and service members. Certainly we see athletes, that's an issue yeah. as well. But but so, so you know, it, it, it's it's something that I'm, I'm not just doing because... I get a paycheck or because, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I
2: mean, it's it's really going to end up being your legacy and your work that's carried forward and then research deeper and deeper and so on and so on as, as as generations go by, which, and you know, for me, especially or personally for me, because I played football um, at high school, the first time I played um, football with pads on was high school. So I had four years of high school, Mm -hmm. then I had five, five years of college. Then I had three years in the pros before I got kicked out. And then I was out for three years, you know, cleaned my act up, sobered up, and then went back for three years. So, you know, you're talking over a decade of hitting and that's not just hitting, but working out, lifting and, and, you know. You know doing squats and deadlifts and power cleans and all this stuff where you're straining where you can see like the capillaries in the side of your temple coming
1: out right so that can't be too healthy i imagine in the long run (laughs) well well, until they recently adjusted some of the uh the the hitting during practice uh the the the, the research said that 90 percent of trauma to the brain and and as you say the rest of the body was not during the game which is 2 or 3 hours on on the Sunday but it was the 5 days a week that you're practicing as well as the off season if you're yeah. doing that kind of work so so and, and there's a little less scrutiny during practice time you know there isn't 12 yeah. cameras and 16 spotters and you know nobody wanted anybody to get hurt but you know you were going 150 miles an hour you wanted to impress and yeah. you know job, my job
2: was on the line yeah And they would remind us, they would say, look, there's, there's a line of guys waiting to take your position. If you want to complain about how hot it is or whatever, it's like, you don't have to complain. We can let you go if you want. And then you start, it puts things in perspective real
1: quick. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I'm lucky to be here. Well, and how how you handle that situation, how you deal with that real or imagined stress i mean it's real you know it's, it's certainly real but but different people perceive it in different ways but how you deal with it is just is actually as important as how you deal with the physical hit of the injury right. because that stress is putting your brain and your body in a different level you know i mean it, and not in a good level i mean you know we have this right. fight or flight thing so we right. don't get killed as well well that's elevating your brain to a level where, you know, you probably should be on your on your toes literally and figuratively when you're about to play. But but this is elevating beyond, and sometimes it's a pathological elevation, hmm. where, where you've got the, you know, you, you've, you've got your catecholamines, your, your, your adrenaline flowing and you're psyched up beyond what you should be, not just hyped to play football or for the game or to be in battle, but because you're you feel like you're gonna lose your job. Right. You know, you could get injured at any time. You're going to lose your livelihood. You're going to lose your status as a professional football player, and my that's my label. It. Yeah. Something. Who I yeah. am. Yeah. 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 No. I, and 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 you know that feeling. I mean, you've been yeah. you've had the ups and downs, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure most professional athletes have. And just like folks that leave the military have to go back to quote mm-hmm. civilian life, they are on a different pedestal, a different level. Right. You know, some of them it's therapeutic; it's good. Many of them it's not. But all of those things are working inside the brain. And for me as a researcher, it makes it fascinating because anybody can just study the brain. It's just an organ, right? But now what about the brain when it's getting these, you know, these unseen kind of stressors about, you know, know, uh, if your life's gonna be the same tomorrow if I don't work hard, you know, not to mention maybe some of the garbage that people are putting into their bodies. Some of it, some of it food, some of it through a needle or other tablet, you Have know. Have been
2: following me around right? my
1: Yeah. It's amazing that we can do anything after a year of playing or or, or, yeah. or being in conflict. I and mean, we are so resilient. That's the, that's the, you know, the take home message. Our bodies, our our brains, our lungs, our hearts are so resilient to trauma, to junk food, to stress, to bad sleep, to bad interpersonal stuff that that it, it's it's embarrassing that when we don't take advantage of that and we you know and we don't elevate you know because everybody makes bad choices or is you know, does things for five years, they probably would look back and say, yeah, yeah probably smoking wasn't smart or drinking or right. banging my head against somebody looks like Tony Mandridge. <laughs> it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you do it because you do it. It doesn't, you know, we don't need to, you know, this isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, we're not in confessional here, right, you know, right. but, but, our brains can actually recover right now, maybe not you, but me, we our stem cells are growing in our brain right. and shaping new connections and you know, and, and kind of cleaning up some of the junk that maybe occurred yesterday or the day before, just like your lungs are cleaning out, mm-hmm. you know, from air pollution or smoke. Mm-hmm. It's always our liver can completely regrow itself when it's been damaged, yeah. you know. And so we have got this resilience and what I'm studying and what you're advocating and, and, and some of your some of the things that you're doing to try to push yourself further is how do we make that happen more effectively efficiently you know in cool ways you know but yeah, taking ice yeah. ice pads and jumping in yeah, heat yeah. or you know using supplements or certain yeah. kind of exercises yeah. or i mean it's it's great it's great yeah, i mean the, but,
2: the but, options are, are there's a yeah. plethora of options yeah, and you can't think, give up. yeah yeah and and i think that That, whatever option that person chooses, and different, there's many options. I don't think there's one like magic option that's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. I think that whatever option I choose or a person chooses, they have to find that interesting. Otherwise, they won't keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get boring. It'll get boring, and then those, and then it'll just go to the wayside. And for me, that has happened with stuff that has been effective but i found myself you know what it's just taking up too much time on my day and then i'll sit there and I'll, and that of course that voice in my head will say okay well let's measure that extra hour of your day versus your health and your longevity and quality of life yeah yep and and you know the scale obviously tips towards quality of life and longevity but sometimes you know being you know we're all human we're, we're kind of like we'll rationalize talk ourselves out of it um so then i look for something else and when we briefly talked couple weeks ago and I had mentioned to you you know that I was I started because I do a lot of self-testing on myself Mm -hmm. right whether it's with nothing that I take internally like a a vitamin or a supplement to the cold water uh, uh, ice baths like the Wim Hof method we were talking about and the hot cold treatment all that stuff but we're talking about and I I had to laugh after like I really laughed after because I was like I was just talking to a professional who really knows this stuff and I must have sounded like an idiot.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Was, no.
2: When I mentioned, I was like, you know, I'm starting, I had taken it before, but I'm starting to experiment again with five HTP mm-hmm. and you had that look like, you know what? Yeah. It does serve a purpose that it serves, but that's only one spoke in the wheel of a hundred yeah. spokes that need right, to be right, together. Right.
1: Right. Although part of what you what you said earlier about being mindful, being deliberate about it and actively finding things that that are do it for you and they don't have to keep doing it. And you know, and, and, and figuring out what are the what's the what's the different shading that's going to provide, right. you know, the full color I need them. out. that just that process is so important for wellness because you know you know you you you've, you stated something that researchers didn't know for years that if the person doesn't buy in doesn't like doesn't understand doesn't feel engaged with the treatment even if it's been successful in 92% of the rats and 12% of the people yeah. before if they don't buy into that a it likely isn't going to be something they're going to do afterwards no. anyway and, and, and b it might not thing even thing. work it, yeah.
2: but even, and then the crazy thing is
1: you know it works yeah oh yeah and you still get complacent about it yeah, well but yeah but that that's the, you, know, <laughs> you know in in, in the wild you'd, you'd be called dead all right that doesn't work <laughs> right. all right? right but humans we've got such you know if you're a deer and right. you go a certain path and you're always living you better stay on that path all right <laughs> you know and you better not vary your Don't schedule deer. and you need to take if you smell a, a, a wolf you better right. you know you know, humans are like, well, that probably is a wolf, but, you know, it's Friday. I'm going to go, <laughs> right. you know, what's the diff- I'm a, I'll live forever. Right. I had a hard week. I'm bullish for COVID. <laughs> I deserve it. You know, That's right. That's next right. thing you know, you're a wolf eating you, you know, yeah. but but yeah. but, you know, we've got nine lives. Unlike right. cats, we, 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 you know, humans have figured this out. But but it is kind of strange, you know, it's good for my job security that even when there's clear right and wrong ways to, to wellness, you know, there may be six choices, but do one of the six. Right. Even then, people will veer, will veer, veer off it or say, you know, you know, I know I should eat well today or exercise or I should try to sleep or I should stay away from that substance today. But, you know, I just don't have the willpower, you know, and, you know, right. and, and, you know, I'm like, like, uh, okay, we're, we're, but, so we need to constantly reinforce it. Other than, you know, Buddhist monks who are amazingly disciplined, yeah. and maybe a couple of people that are just OCD beyond belief, you know, we stray and we need constant reminders, right. you know, and, and, and so, so how do we set up our world and our life that way? Yeah. You know, some of us use smartphones or little things we were in our wrist. Right. But but others of us try to reflect like you're talking about doing no. and it's OK that you may need something different every three months mm-hmm. and you may drop some things and pick things up. That's absolutely fine. You know, don't you know, stressing over it now that I, I you know, I, I missed my vitamin, blah, blah, blah right. today. Or, you know, that's that's yeah. really like the body is is not like that. Right. You know, there's a lot of give and take in it. And I think it's cool as hell that you're the world's largest lab rat that's testing things on yourself. <laughs> I think that's cool. I think I think, a lot worse. I think if, I think you should keep either an online or a written diary yeah. because I think it it's a it's helpful to you but it might be interesting to others to see, you know. And and, um, and,
2: and really uh, doc this is the one of the main reasons I'm doing this podcast. This, a lot of people look see I found I mean I believe you know, COVID is real. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not, that naive that I don't think it's yeah. not real. I think the media has, this is just my personal opinion. I think yeah. the media has just run with it and tried to sensationalize a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So much of it is fact. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I'll try to go to unbiased media news sites or yeah. I'll go to people like yourself that specialize in, you know, uh, disease and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, you know, in the long run, at the end of the day, you look at, you know, I look at, and I'm just a layman, I look at mortality rate. And, you know, one of the key benchmarks is hospitalizations. Yeah. Because that prevents other people that have other illnesses that have nothing to do with COVID. Right. Yes. From getting in the ER yeah. or getting yeah. in the hospital. So, you know, I think, and I will say it, I think the media is part to blame yep. for, for blowing this thing up. And I'm not saying they're blowing it up to be bigger than it is. It is a serious thing. It needs, and it, and it needs to be addressed and it is being addressed. And, but they've made it sound like, like it's the swine flu. It's going to wipe out like 10, 20 well, million well, people. Well, yeah,
1: you know, the, the worst thing that there's, I mean, I, 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 you know, you and I don't need to agree on everything, but on everything, but 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 if i say the things you just highlighted, you know, and one is, you know, I, I was reflecting when I listened to the, to the uh, news this morning. It's like, you know, I've heard the same stuff every day for nine months. You know, I mean, first of all, you only hear about the U.S. all the time. I'm like, what is happening? And, and even Europe is our equivalent. But what's happening in Africa? What's happening in Asia? Like, like, talk to me about, you know, a bigger perspective. Because I, I understand there's now 1,500 that's a day, it's devastated. I get it. So fine. Yeah. You know, and but so that's number one. Like, like let's go beyond just some some really very you know limited information. There, there's a bigger picture out there. That's number one. Number two is I get it. If you're if you have pre-existing conditions and are unhealthy, this disease, like any disease, is going to take you faster. Okay. Like And, right. and so we've now had nine months to kind of say, why are we not as a country, as a world, working on overall wellness because we've gotten a little ahead of the virus and there's going to be a vaccine but ready for this there's going to be something else that comes along whether it's a new virus whether it's a new fast food whether it's a drug whether it's some stressor in the world that's going to further try to take us down and does i mean you know death is inevitable but what are we doing to say you know if you're Tony Mandridge, All right. Because you're probably in pretty good set, shape, despite the fact that you've abu- you abused your body for a bunch of time. You're in good shape. Right. I'm you are the, not go if you get if you get this disorder, you may get sick. You may not. You're unlikely to be hospitalized or to die from it. Right. All right. You know. And so what have you done? All right. You know, you, you don't have a special genetic makeup against COVID. I'm 99 percent right. sure of that. But you're doing things. So we've had nine months, and we'll have another eight before everything is, is close to normal. Right. Why are we not focused on how do we get this wellness? Because I don't want to get it. Nobody wants to get it. It right. isn't it isn't deadly, right. but it is for those that aren't you know aren't. And, and I'm not talking about if you're 95, or if you're you know five months. But everybody else, there is a wellness uh, level we can get to, and we should still be wearing masks and and social distancing. It's fine but let's also do wellness things. Yeah. We've missed this opportunity. Yeah. What's the positive? Because there's gonna be double the rate of deaths from people, as you just said, who didn't get care because right. the hospitals were full of patients or there was such a scare. Right. So they'd rather stay home and right. not be exposed. So, you know, we're, we're missing that opportunity too, Yeah, um, which is which is what I'm kind of blowing my mind. It's yeah. like- and, then, then there's that,
2: you know, thing of, it's hard to measure. The only thing, I, the way I think you could measure it is by the benchmark of last year's numbers or maybe uh-huh. the last year or the last five or 10 years median numbers of how many more depression diagnosis, how oh, yeah. many more suicides, how mm-hmm. many more domestic violence,
1: yeah, yeah. how many more,
2: all yeah. of this stuff that, you know, those are like literally direct side yeah. effects of this, yeah. COVID thing, right? Well, and, and and
1: as you, you know, to jump on your on your bandwagon as the the way they're presenting it too. They're like I it's it's a terrible thing, but it's also given us a unique opportunity yeah. as a people, forget about the American, to kind of say, you know, what could we be doing so this thing doesn't affect our mental health in this way? How can we bring across love and strength and togetherness and you know X, Y, and Z? And you know, once in a while you hear a good news story. It's usually some kid has done a dance on on right, you know one right. of those little TikTok things, right. <laughs> or, or somebody's singing a, a a kumbaya song. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. But that, that's a that's a that's a good news story. I like Absolutely. good news, but, but how about we start off the broadcasts with on that. any station in any way with here are three things that you can do so that not only don't you get bad from COVID, but also you reduce heart disease risk, you don't have domestic but there are things we can do. I'm not Pollyanna here, you know, right, like right, these right, are right. actual things we can do. Yeah. And I never hear that. And they're basic. I,
2: I mean, and they're basic things. No? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you have to, it's not a monetary thing where you have to have a certain amount of wealth to be able yeah. to do this thing. No, it's just common sense things that yeah. you can do and that I try to do. Uh I, I think that I heard a great Description of it the other day, and I can't remember who it was from. It was on YouTube. I was watching, uh, it, it was maybe an infectious disease doctor. Uh-huh. But he was basically saying, We don't have a problem with the virus, we have a problem with our immune system mm-hmm. not being right. strong enough. Yes. Yeah. Because we're constantly beating our immune system. Yep. This is and, and he's okay. like, This is even before COVID. We're beating right. our immune system up with stress, with you know, all this stuff and, and the, the way we our nutrition. And again, nutrition is extremely important, but it's a spoke in the wheel. Yep. And you talked about movement, you know, moving, yep. you know, you, you don't have to go to the weight room to move. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can go take a walk. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I used to laugh at like, come on, a walk is not exercise. I don't yeah. laugh at that anymore.
1: <laughs> no, no. The, the, there was a there's, there's a massive study called the, the the Harvard Nurses Study, which is you know 100,000 nurses. God bless them, best people in the world. I mean, you know, yeah. hardest Line. job. It's yeah. probably as hard as being an offensive lineman, right? It's probably way harder, harder than being it's a probably doctor. Probably harder. Way they're harder. Than right? what they but, but, but so the Harvard Nurses Study, you know, studying you know massive number of nurses, long term, um, and and looking at a, a thousand features. You know, it's it's helped with breast cancer, whatever. A study came out in the last three months that looked at walking as a way to pre- uh, prevent disease and to uh, enhance longevity, right? And, and you know, people have the same thing. It's like, well, maybe if you power walk for 50 miles a day, you know, what they found was there's a sweet spot between 4,000 and 7,500 steps a day, all right, that if you walk in that sweet spot, you have like double the chance of You know, of wellness, however you measured that. It was insane. But, and they said more than 7,500 isn't bad for you unless you're falling and, you know, you're getting exhausted. But it didn't actually bring on that much value, that much more benefit. That much more. And so it's fine to do it. But if you want to shoot for a target, four to 7,500, which is not that far, it's a little Mm -hmm. over two miles, you know, to five miles, give or take. And, you know, while it's good, it's interesting to be a marathoner, to be a triathlete, or to, you know, to, to do Zumba and Taibo right, and all right, that, right. if that's your bag, it's fine. But, but, you know, in the wild, things that do well, and if you look at long-lived humans, we talked right. a little bit about the blues on long-lived humans, none of them go to gyms, none of them have, you know, elliptical cross trainers, none of them even use elastic bands, except right. in their, you know, maybe it's part of their life in some right. weird way. Right. But but what they do is they're active. They're they they would do a podcast walking, you know, they're 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 always walking places. So it's absolutely fine to exercise in any way that you like. I you know, I, I'm not gonna tell people not to, right. but truly walking and doing let's make it easy, say five thousand steps a day minimum. All right. I'm not you know, in America, if you say that's the number. They'll say, "Well, we can do that three thousand if we do no, it on." You're like, well, how big are the steps? Right, well, how, I know. They're, right, they're right. To It negotiate. doesn't matter because it's it's actually what their what their smartphones or their right. Fitbit things sign us said. It was really simple, right. you know, and it's self-reported data, yeah. you know, and it's you know it's insane that it's things that simple, you know. But the media doesn't. And the media actually broadcast that, but it wasn't that, you know, it didn't right. go to fanfare. Right. And the the world of marketing couldn't like well. How do I market that? How do I make money off of
2: this? It's not popular. Walking. That's right. Not, right.
1: Now let's come up with special shoes, or let's come up with you know earphones that really? like really just want, listen to nature. Right. I mean, there's other studies that say walking in a forest is oh. is better for you than walking in a street or walking in a, on a treadmill. Right. I believe They're it. all good walking, but I mean, if you haven't been in a forest, a true forest. Yeah and smelled the moss yeah. and you know and seen some bugs crawling around and a squirrel and just the wind blowing it's insane the purity of, of the there.
2: oxygen in there yeah
1: of course oh yeah the trees yeah i mean I, there are so I, many books on how trees have more community and connectivity than we do does, this mean, and, what, yeah. does this mean i have to go hug a tree you do well, well <laughs> Well, I think you might scare the hell out of the tree, but so are you coming for it? But, but yeah, it sure it's business. a good size tree, Tony. But yeah, yeah, no. Actually, actually, you don't want to get that close to right. it. You want to kind right. of just be able to kind of give it its space. And it's right. but you know, you know, I, and you know, it's funny. After we talked about Wim Hof, we we're actually going to have him on our podcast with oh, our guy. who cool. reached out to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, and I was talking to my buddy, and he and you know, who uh, Dr. Garbo, who does yeah. this kind of stuff too. And you know, and, and he said. Yeah, essentially he has changed the way we look at humans and he's pushed science to say, you know, what you said wasn't right, you know, couldn't happen, is in fact happening. You know, and that's so important for science. It's just like you're talking about, you know, looking at five HCP, you know, like like I I I wanna hear these things. I wanna experiment because you know, uh, you know, if we had twenty of you, we'd find out which is the right dose. Right. Nineteen of you might not do
2: it right amount of people to get an accurate treatment yeah
1: yeah yeah. you really need to you know crowdsourcing is what we're talking right we need to kind of get feedback so i'm always listening to that kind of stuff i don't buy into it until i've said if i've heard it 10 times or i hear some consistency and i'm looking at the person and they look healthy they're coming across healthy they're talking healthy i'm like okay now if somebody you know, somebody isn't exactly, uh, you know, looking that healthy or is right. kind of giving me hints. I'm like, look, you may feel good inside. And that's a, that's a good beginning. Right. I said that I need a little more evidence of, of this, you know, because we, right. I can't, as a scientist and a doctor, I can't yeah. like just throw stuff <laughs> at folks. But but, 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 but I, I, I think there's absolutely no problem with trying these things. I, I did, you know, give you the caveat. Let's make sure your heart is safe before you're right, doing right. the contrast stuff. And yours right. sh- sounds like it's fine, but but no, I think we got to right. do this. And you know, and and I will tell you, modern medicine and pharmaceuticals are not gonna cure folks the way it's going now. You know, we're good if you get a devastating disease, and yeah. we're okay, you know. But in terms of keeping the populace healthy and well, and you know, keeping their minds fresh. You know, it, it's just, there are some docs, primary care docs are good at that, Yeah, you yeah. know, but, but most of them are kind of, are more disease ridden, you know, and it's, it's great because in America, most people, you know, that's kind of how they live their life too. And, and, you know, hopefully you can change, you can move that. Yeah. And, and, the and, and that's
2: part, and that's part of, you know, um, the aware, I just want to bring the awareness because a lot of people know the story, you know, my story of the, yep. you know, okay, there was a, there was a, ri- a pretty big rise And then there was a huge epic fail and it was directly related to the drug and alcohol abuse. Yeah. And then, you know, that, you know, I failed in a sport that I excelled in and then I was even kicked out of that sport for three years. Yeah. And then finally got sober, the miracle happens. And, and then it's like in, in a matter, I left the treatment center and I was 255 pounds and I was beaten up, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. and, and I had a mullet of all things. When yeah, I yeah that, right? that, that, that didn't help. Right, right. <laughs> uh, right. And then in like six, seven, eight months of working out and, you know, doing all the things that I'm supposed to do in a 12-step program, that's what ended up working for me. And again, a 12-step program is not the only way to get sober. Yeah. There's other ways that are very effective. Um, I was back up to 300 pounds and pretty strong. And then I thought to myself, I remember having that epiphany of I wanted to grab a hammer and hit myself in the head saying, why yeah. did you ever take steroids in the first place? Yeah. Because at the time when I was 19, 20, 21, I thought that's the only road to the NFL. Well,
1: it might have been. It may have yeah. might have been at that yeah. time. I mean, yeah. it doesn't justify it, but, right. Right. you know, you know, it, you know, I I, I I think it's good. You beat up on yourself. I think yeah. it's good that you're able to handle that. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I you know, and, and I'm not here to let you off the hook. I, no, I, no, I, no. But, I, but,
2: I take full accountability yeah, for it. And yeah. I'm, and, and, I'm big on accountability. You, yeah. you have to own your stuff. And yeah. I, I always say, I always use the phrase and I've used this phrase for decades. I'm going to call a spade a spade, especially yeah. if it's me.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah, if I'm talking one thing and walking another thing, yeah. A good friend will call me out on it and and they may not call me out in front of people, but they'll pull me aside and say, hey, look, you're preaching this or talking about this, but you're doing this opposite thing over here behind closed doors. That's not right. You know, and so and then going through all that pain that I put myself through and failing and then having a comeback again to me, I wouldn't trade that for the world. The perspective that I got to get was incredible. Mm-hmm. it was absolutely incredible on what works and what doesn't work and what's the right way to do things and 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 that pretty much found is a foundationally across the board um, if you're an active alcoholic or drug addict your chances of success are mm, not Fair so enough. good yeah. <laughs> not so good yeah no 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 yeah <laughs> you're at the lab rat level you know yeah. you're not you're not going to make it far no. and i had to prove that to myself and, and I didn't go into, like, when I was growing up, I didn't sit there and say, hey, when I grew up, I want to be a drug addict.
1: Yeah. Um, there aren't you know, are too many
2: people that do. No, yeah, no. And, and, and then one day you wake up and you're like, how did I get here where I'm taking 90 painkillers a day? Yeah. You, you know, and then you fall in that trap.
1: Well, I mean, you know, again, not to let you, I mean, there are certainly genetic risks for Mm -hmm. substance use and for addiction. Our body is set up for addiction. I mean, you know, part of it is how we, you know, that reward system, that feeling you get when you're exercising or you're meditating, that release of endorphins is what you were, you know, you were driving to, you were trying to get and drugs were filling. What you're saying is that you're like, you know, you can actually fill that gap with other things. I mean, I I was very fortunate early on that I got off on working hard and and reading books and doing a little bit of exercise, but I I was able to kind of steer in that direction. Part of it wasn't, I wasn't born with a body like yours that would have allowed me to be anyway. in sports anyway. <laughs> you know, thank God I stopped growing in like the sixth grade, you know? <laughs> so I was able to, I was I was a center on my basketball team in the fifth grade. I was a guard by the 10th grade. I mean, that's, right. everybody else grew around. But but because of that, hopefully, right. you know, I was able to pursue in different directions. But you can, you know, to be an athlete, to be a drug addict. Yeah. But, but But the question is, how do you bring across your epiphany, your realization, you, you know, all the wellness you're talking about? without people suffering and going through it because most who go through it don't end up successful like you. They may be okay. They may get to the other side, but it's it's a lifetime struggle. I know you still have some struggles, I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. But how do we get people to really get that epiphany like before anything bad happens? Because then- you get to jump start to the next level on the right. next level you know and and what what is it about what's the essence of what you found you, you know ever- it, it's a it's a great question um
2: and i asked myself that question many times and i know the answer for change for me yeah the cat or the catalyst of what pushed me over the fence to make that change by far it was emotional pain hmm. It was the emotional pain and, ter- and the turmoil of th- that inner voice saying you're a POS, you're no good, you don't deserve this, you're not good for society, and then if you don't do something about that, you're going to end up taking yourself out, mm-hmm. or you're going to end up going crazy and being in a you know ward for the rest of your life, or you're just going to be... Really a hermit and be non-functioning and not packing good what I've called packing good things into the stream of life, right? Mm-hmm. Adding to society, adding to your neighbor, holding the elevator for your neighbor that's down gotcha. the hall. And it's like it shocks me that people don't like majority oh, of people, majority of people now don't do that. You know, so when somebody does do it, and I know, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And and they and and they're like, All I did was hold the elevator. I'm like, yeah, but I said it. How many people have you encountered that do that, and then they start thinking about it, and they're like, "Oh, not as many as I used to."
1: Yeah. Well, you know? well, I mean, it is kind of. I mean, some of us, our parents taught us to do yes. that, and yes. you know, it, it's something that you just kind of say, like, "Why wouldn't you do that?" Right. But, but, but I do think our society needs to kind of rein, begin to reinforce this, <laughs> this, you know, taking care of each other and 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 being considerate. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not particularly religious. But the Christians did kind of have that oh, part yeah. of it, right? Yeah, in terms yeah. of you know, you well, know, dogma. Uh, I mean, yeah, dogma
2: instilled fear.
1: Yeah. Well, no, that's the that <laughs> part I don't love. I like the part that like love and you know, treat, treat others as you'd like to be <laughs> right. treated. Do unto right. others. I mean, that you know, actually, probably the Native Americans did that way before the Christians yes. came up with it. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, you know, oh, you know, don't judge someone till you've walked a mile in their moccasins. Right. right. I right. mean, right. like, 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 you don't even know these people, but. I always assume people are going to like to be treated respectfully. I call people sir and ma'am, even if I'm older than them, I'm just meeting them. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. hold the door, you know, let someone have a parking spot. I mean, yeah. who cares? I yeah. mean, you know, but, but, yeah. but we as a society need to kind of slow it down and say, what's, what's important? Yeah. And I get a great feeling when someone smiles because I've opened the door for them. I get right. more out of it than they do. It's unbelievable. It, right? it's unbelievable. It's
2: yeah. unbelievable. Like I get fivefold back yeah. internally yeah. compared yeah. to you know them getting the convenience of a door being held and them being grateful about it. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, know, that's how what I feel. That's I feel as a doctor. When like I don't, I really do not do this for the money or because you right. know I want to be a powerful person. I like helping people, right. and when they just say thank you, it's so amazing. It's I, I'm like, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna probably get paid for this. But actually where I work in downtown Richmond, about 20% of our folks have no insurance. Nicest people in the world. I'm like, I want to see them right. because, the, you know, I'm, I'm quote doing them a favor, although it's in, in, in no way am I doing that. I'm doing this. I love to do this. But right. but just be thankful. Right. You know, the world does, you know, again, I'm sounding very Christian and biblical. And no, not that's, to, that's
2: a mindset, uh, I think. It's, it's, it's a way you look at life.
1: Yeah. And, and it I, gives back. And, and I'm yeah. not looking for, I'm not a preacher looking for you to send me a no. million dollar check. Right, I right. just, I just like, you know, the it's bountiful when you can just have people smile at you and, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, it's sort of like a newborn when, whenever they start to smile three or four months, like right. it's pure joy, right, you know, and of course, right. you know, they're just feeling pure joy. Now, they may have just had a bowel movement, but it seems <laughs> like it's pure joy for them and it bounces right back. I mean, that's, and you know, it's amazing that joy stays with you at 54. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's, that's another discussion. Right. You know, <laughs> that's but, another it's part, not that yeah. hard, but but it's crazy that you've got to go through some trials and tribulations and suffering yeah. before you can kind of say, you know, it was there all along, yeah. and you know, my parents talked to me about it, or my you know my the neighbors where I was you know was growing up taught me about it, and like it's kind of true, and it, right. it makes you feel like an old man as well. Like right. what happened to those twenty five years in between? When, when maybe you were kind of like a little bit less sure of that. Right. You know, so how do we instill that in people? I think
2: having like that personal experience of it, and yeah. it doesn't have to be an epic fail. Yeah. <clears throat> it could just be an adversity. But then you see, you know, okay, I, I treated this adversity this way. I treated this adversity a different way. Yeah. Which do yeah. I like better? It's a study. You've done a study. A, a study. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm constantly testing. Like, you know, a testing or a study or whatever. I'm yeah. constantly testing or evaluating myself. Mm-hmm. And some people might be like thinking you're go, you must be going crazy in your head thinking about that. And no, I, it just comes second nature. Yeah. It's well, like... Well, Yeah. If I'm if I'm not, if I'm discontent at the end of the day, if I'm sitting at my house and and discontent, I'm gonna go through my day in my head or on a piece of paper and I'm gonna try to find out why am I discontent? Who did I wrong? What did I do that wasn't that has put me in this kind of a space? 99% of the time, there is something. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like, I don't know, I'm just in a funk. Yeah.
1: Well, well, and you can self reflect without beating yourself up. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, we should be. I mean, at the end of the day, or the or at lunchtime, I mean, you should just kind of go back, you know, rework it, yeah. and you know, and and you know, our brains do that at night. It's called dreaming. I mean, we're doing this all the time, right. but it's okay to do it, you know, uh, consciously as well, and just kind of say, you know, if, if I had to do that over, let me do it. You don't have to apologize to the world every right. day. You know, that's another right. thing. It's like, okay. I got it. Right. You know, like, right. right. Yeah, I got it. Okay, everybody's sorry all the time. Right. That's good. But you know, I'm, I'm going to, again, it's Christian. I'm going to forgive you. So I'm going to give you some space. If you do it three or four times or, you know, like, okay, this person, yeah. this person, this person is talking the talk, but they're not walking it. You know, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. but, but, you know, do a little self-reflection and don't be hard on yourself you know, and and also learn from others. I mean, you've gone through a stressor that I can learn from. I don't want to go through your stressor, but I hear it. And I've seen it in many of the people that I provide care for in my research subjects as well as like, you know, these people have had an unbelievable, I can't even think about the stressors they've had in Iraq and Afghanistan or, or being, you know, abused as a child or going through an athletic stressor. I can't even imagine. I mean, I played high school football for one year, got two concussions and I'm like, okay, you got it's smart. not worth it. I'm not doing it. No, smart. I'm like, you know, my coach kept yelling out, Sifi, you're the smartest guy in the field. Fill the hole." I'm like, Look, I'm coach, out of here. I'm the smartest guy in the field. I'm not <laughs> filling that hole. That guy's massive. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. I actually got one of my concussions. I was at five foot ten, one eighty five. I was a go- I was an offensive guard, really. So I I, I was pulling, and I had to like uh, uh, I was it was a trap. I was I I hit some guy. And he apparently went on to 10 years in the NFL. Oh. Forgetting his name right now. He was, a, he was a wall, you know? Next thing I know, I'm out, yeah. you know? And, like, you know, he, like, flattened me and right. tackled a quarterback. And I'm like, okay, coach, I'm done. Like, back then, they didn't take right. you out. I'm like, no, no, coach, really, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I got cheerleaders over here. Let's, let's spend some time doing this. Right. Right. But it's just insane. But, like, like that's, the, that's the stressor of my life. I'm like, I'm glad I stopped doing that and thank god i was smart enough to be able to get out of that kind of a system but but it's i can't even reflect on but i don't i'm able to hopefully listen to others as you're talking about Mm -hmm. and hear their reflection and believe it you know i believe the experiencing experiences these people have yeah you know and And how they've handled it yeah Yeah.
2: And, and, and 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 it's to your point earlier it's It is amazing how resilient he is. It it blows, because I mean, I've seen it firsthand in myself. It's like, I was like, there's no way I could ever go back to play. Then I went back for three years. Then I was like, and even before that, it was like, it was impossible to get sober. I tried hundreds of different ways to get sober, couldn't do it. And then it happened. And then that reinforced in me. Oh, yeah that anything is possible
1: it is no it really is it really
2: is and as soon as you have that doubt of that it's not possible you've already not made it possible yep in my my opinion that's that's, oh yeah power of positive thinking 101 and and and, and that's you know and that's and that's not the kumbaya thing and that's not the you know hey if i do a positive affirmation every but you know what like and i'm not a big religious person i'm much more of us on the spiritual side there's, you know there's a there's a saying um you know god uh, or uh religion is for people that don't want to go to hell and spirituality is for people that have already been there right <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so good.
2: boom, but and and yeah. this is and that's no knock on people in, in yeah, religion. No, it's
1: cool, whatever, yeah,
2: yeah, it's like whatever works for you. My mom was a devout Roman Catholic and until the day she died, and I know, I know for a fact in my soul that her prayers were a big factor of getting me sober because she yeah. knew something was wrong, yeah, and you know, and then the you know, it was just, it was just a process until I got to, you know, I, I think uh, un, until I started. You know, I kept hitting my hand with the hammer until I started going, you know, it keeps hurting. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't like the pain
2: anymore. Then I stopped doing it. Yeah.
1: And, that's well, and, 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 and what, what, when you've tasted some of the wellness and some of the hope, yeah. it, that's a different addiction. It becomes yeah. addictive, you yeah. know, and sometimes See, you I go rationalize over the top. that. Yeah. I, no, I, no, no, I, no, Really, really.
2: And yeah. I, call, I go from, OK, that thing I did that was detrimental to me was a vice. Yeah. And I've channeled it into a virtue.
1: It's an opposite. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Some people go over the top. Right. They go too far that way, whether they're preachy or whether they're jumping in ice cold water, but either way, you know, it it, it can flip, but, but, but that's a nice direction to go. But as long as you're able to keep reflecting say, you know what, I'm on a really good path. You know, I'm going to stop right now and I'm going to revel in this. I'm going to, I'm going to be thankful for this Yes, and I'm going to springboard to the next one. You know, you know, because some people are always searching for themselves and looking for the next thing and I'm like you might not like what you find at the end <laughs> right. of it so the, just you know just stop now yeah. get, enjoy every moment be thankful you know appreciate that you're doing better than 92 or 100 99% of the world right. and then you can keep going Um, right. don't stop your journey but you know you know they always say but in Buddhism you know you're never happy you're always searching for happy you're yep. getting happier right. Right, you know, right. because there's always more. Of course. There really is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But 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 you know, it, it's it's nice to kind of if you don't stop and enjoy it. You know, I don't want to like play golf when I'm 99.
0: Like enjoy right. like that's
1: not, you know, enjoy this along the, the road. Right. And actually most of the longest lived populations have been spiritual. I mean, they you know, there's you know, and that's what you're talking about, is yeah. connecting with yeah. something that's bigger than you, yeah, that 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 is more meaningful than Tony Mandrich or Dave Sephew on this earth. You know, what, what is that bigger flow, yeah. you know, whether you like the movie Avatar or right. one of those things where they have the, you or know, 300. the spirits
2: <laughs> or the 300. movie 300. Oh, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> love that. Yeah, yeah. But so, you know, and and, uh, and, and you know, to be totally transparent, I mean. and And this is my deal. This is what yeah. works for me. I hit my knees every morning. And yeah. as soon as I get out of bed, it's the first yeah. thing I'm gonna do, unless I hit the restroom first, real quick. That's yeah, a I fine hit... line. It's a fine. Right, line. It's a fine line. It depends on how much water Eventually I. Eventually,
1: <laughs> you do both at the same
2: time. That's <laughs> right,
1: another story. It's right.
2: another podcast. I'll hit my knees and 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 I'll and I'll ask for guidance and direction because yeah. my my best thinking almost got me killed. Yeah. And <laughs> I ask for guidance and direction, yeah. and I'm like, and when I get up, I mean. I kind of laugh at myself because the last thing I say is all right now let's go kick some ass. Yeah. Whatever it is, let's yeah. go kick some ass. And that and when I say kick some ass it's like let's yeah. go help people. Own it. Let's yeah, yeah, let's let's own it. Let's do the yeah. right thing and 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 do good things and we don't have to tell people that we're doing these good things. Yeah. Let let our actions speak for ourselves. So that's why you know and for me I've gone through like ups and downs of, you know, uh, I guess I, sadness. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Sadness yeah. or dep- whatever people will yeah, label blue. it different things, depression, yeah. the blues, whatever. And it's like, you know what? Okay, well you're human. Everybody's human. It's right. like the question is what are you going to do about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, and yeah. and, and I, mean, I mean and aside from pathological major depression, right. Like it's normal. Right. It like normal. you know, it's better to kind of live in that space where you're not too happy or too yeah. I mean it's nice to be right in that space. But, you know, it's never a straight line, you know? Right. And, and if you kind of get fixed, and I've been with people that have just fixed it, I'm like, okay, I got it, tough day, whatever, the sun's not shining, I got it. Right. I said, but like, you know, tomorrow you're gonna be feeling good, right. you know? And, and right. you know, this is not, this is normal. Right. Like, I, I may be pathologically happy, I'm always optimistic, but that's not necessarily normally, that's for me it is, you know? But you just go with it, you right. know? And, and, and I, I really, and you know, while it's unbelievably important to have community and connectedness and to have relationships and all, it's vital. Yeah. There's also a lot of strength just within you. You know, I mean, you know, that's important too, because if you're always the one bringing to the group, the need for help, nobody wants you in that group. Yeah. Who still you know, it's gotta out. be a right. give and take. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and, and, in the community and that's part. what makes humans amazing when we do it right. I mean, right. ants and bees are actually better at it than we are, right. this community thing. But short of that, when we're humming or right. buzzing or right. doing whatever humans do, it's right. whether it's a football team or a platoon or a team of doctors doing a transplant or a team of nurses doing the right thing or you know whatever, business people getting together, yeah. it's, it can be so harmonious and amazing. And it's moderate. what you live for, right? Yeah. you know and and, you know and and so you know that's the kind of that's kind of your goal out there you know but you got to bring it you know you know We said before you got to be 15 minutes early to the meeting I give 110 percent right like you know in the right direction not like you know but you got to do that yeah you know because I mean not every day but but you try to bring more than yeah
2: that mindset is there to try to do it every day
0: Yeah. Yeah. you know and
2: it's like and some days it's like you know you listen to your body I'm sure you've
0: Yes, that's what people
2: for. And look, if you're tired and worn down, it's it's counterproductive to be going to do stuff. And then there's that fine line of: Am I being lazy, or am I literally starting to fatigue? Like fatigue in not a good way where I'm going to get sick. Yeah, you know. So it's and that's just you know. I think people find that out in themselves how to measure themselves with that. Um, Yeah. The one thing I wanted to touch on is something that we talked about with the that I've started to hear a lot lately in the last few years is heart rate variability.
1: i was just going to bring it up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, because you know, what you just talked about is like, like, how do you know, am I just feeling a little sick today or am I a little sad or is it normal? You know, and, and, and how does that compare? Because, you know, and, and, you know, and um, one of the best ways to do that, all right, to truly understand is my body, doing normal, is it okay, all right, have I been, you know, am I resting well, is my, is my breathing uh, at, at an appropriate pace, is my heart, pretty important organ, is my heart beating in a typical way, all right, and, and, you know, you're like, well, of course, doctor, that's important, but, you know, you're, you know, no, the HRV, heart rate variability, which is available, in many Fitbits, there's a thing called right. the over-ring, there's the right. whoop, there's all these things. All right. What that looks at is everything from your, how deep and well you're sleeping to is there synchrony or balance between your breathing and your heart? All right. And you know, the science of it is when your heart and your uh, lungs and your breathing are in, in sync, are, are, are at the same yeah. rate, you, your body, your brain actually gets full rest. So when you're asleep, you should be perfectly synchronous where your beats and your breathing are actually um, at the same pace. And um, you're, you're, at that point, your heart is actually resting, even though it's beating. Right. And you know it's beating 55, 60 beats per minute. If, if you're an amazing athlete, it's beating in its 50s. Your brain is clearing out all of the damage that occurred, which is normal during a yeah. regular day, or maybe a high-stress day, or if you're a, an athlete or a, a service member, you get hit in the head. It's clearing out some of that gunk, right? But your HRV, heart rate variability, and your interbeat interval—you don't have to know what these things mean. But if you if you have any of these devices, including probably your smartphone, um, it will actually tell you that, and you can look at your tracing over weeks or months, right? And you can say, this is my normal, this is my baseline. And when you're out of sync, out of sorts, you can quickly say, huh, am I just having a bad day or did something? And you can look at your tracings. Right. And, and without getting scientific, uh, I was just on the phone with, the, with, the, with the, uh, one of these device makers, and right. they've got a big study out in California um, looking at more than 70,000 people. And this device was able to predict who is going to come down with COVID. All right. Before there was any sign of the COVID there was in, and, and it was looking a little bit at their temperature, a little bit at their sleep weight. Cause your body, you know, just like they talk about like a dog can tell when it's cause there's an earthquake right, right. going to happen right. or there's dogs that can detect seizures in, in humans. Yes, right. yes. Well, the heart rate variability can actually early on start to say, you know, my body is sensing something. It's hmm. not yet at a level where I can pick it up or I'm not sensitized to that, but I'm going to look at this, you know, and, Meditation puts you typically in a perfect balance in your HRV. So the feel you know, but if you would like to understand how that works, just look for devices. I'm trying not to market anybody's stuff Very here. Same,
0: yeah, yeah l- l-
1: look for devices that can give you heart rate variability. Um and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm guessing that in a future podcast, Tony's going to maybe have someone that can actually will we'll show some tracings and talk right. about it. And right. because I really think it's 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 it, and it's not, you know, this isn't a miracle. This isn't like fake science. This isn't like something that I just, you know, I'm getting I get paid no money to do this. Right. Right. This right. actually is what you know, what's more important, your breathing and your heart. All right. Breathing right. and your heart. And that pace is what. You know that flow flows to your entire body, oxygenation. It it truly is you know um, a, a a wonderful marker. And the last thing is there's there's a technique called heart rate variability biofeedback where you actually learn to control it. Mm-hmm. And you know and 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 you know so it isn't just oh I've got I wish my HRV were but it's like right. I wish my cholesterol were better. I right. wish my blood. <laughs> well you know you if you're Peter Pan that might work. <laughs> But if you're actually would like to do something, right. you can control your cholesterol. Mine is as low as humanly possible because I control it. Right. You can control your blood pressure and your heart rate variability, which is just a measure of your life force, can be controlled by unknowing what it is and figuring out what drivers can, can modify it and normalize it. So, you know, this is just a little teaser, I guess, don't, to your don't listeners don't about it, but- but HRVB, biofeedback, which is, you know, you can fix it by breathing, exercise, lots of ways. So it's, you know, again, you don't need to buy special right. clothing for it. Right, you don't right. need to go out to a gym. Mm. You can actually just do this. And that would be a good next step for some of your listeners, because it's, you know, and it can go with the Wim Hof stuff, it yeah, can go yeah. with special diets. It can go right. with, um, you know, uh, hyper marathons and, and, you know, ultra marathoners, all right. of those things can benefit from understanding kind of where, what your life force, your drivers are. Um, you know, because, you know, you may be able to sense it, Tony, because of all you've been through. And maybe yeah. I can because of, you know, some of my training. But yeah. the average person, like, I, like you know, I want to wake up and I want to, you know, I feel good. I want to just check my things. and And if I'm not doing well, what, you know, I want to be able to come up with a couple little things to take it down a notch or to right. normalize it. Right. Um, so, so it's the bomb. I mean, it really, I mean, again, yeah. you, you know, I, you know if you if you know your sweet spot, you know, your sweet spot, yeah. all right. It never hurts to check. You know, you right. may say right. I'm at my fighting weight. Well, it's good right. to know what your quote weight is. All right? right. But, but heart rate variability or HRV folks should be Googling and looking up is right. just truly amazing. And, right. and, and, you know, you know, I'd love to talk with you more about it as, yeah. as with some of the folks that we work with. Uh, and t- Tom Brady's very, by the way, very into his HRV. He knows his HRV. Does he have a good HRV? Oh, amazing. But, you know, but, but, but not better, as good as mine. No, no, of course not. No, not no, as good no. as mine. No, 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 no. no. He, he's, he's not old school. No, This is pretty darn good. He's, <laughs> and, he's, and he's a vegan. He's a vegan, right. too. So I won't hold it against him. him. I won't yeah, hold no, it against
2: him. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know that. It's the next level. Yeah,
1: that's, that's,
0: that's,
2: that's incredible. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's the stuff that is, you know, going to change people's lives and it's not yep. a magic bullet and it's and yep. it's not something that somebody can make an excuse and say well I don't have the money to do that I don't have no you can do this in your own house yep you just need to do some research on the internet or do some reading of case studies that are legitimately scientific yep. and yep. have hard
1: answers yep. and you're numbers. not going to hurt yourself you, you no. can't hurt yourself by right. you know sort of like I, I know my temperature it's like okay you're not going to hurt yourself right. by knowing your temperature and right. what can you do to adjust your quote temperature, your physiologic, you know, a balance That's well. It's just your balance, um, right, but, right. but how can you adjust that? And sometimes you, until you get used to it, you need to have something externally. You need to look at a scale or look at a thermometer or look at, you yeah. know, your weight or look you at some, your blood pressure. tangible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it's nothing magical. It's not right. mystical, it's, it's right. just who we are. And, and it's, you know, it's simple to measure and it's, you know, and it's unique to you you know, so it's individualized, um, right. but it is something you can, you can control and own. So, so a quick
2: question. And I know this is, this is really a, a, not a scientific, I mean, it might be a scientific question in a different yeah, scientific yeah. area. What's your feeling on um death being caused by diagnosis? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I do think you know, because of the way healthcare systems are set up, or to be fair, people like labels that, you know, everybody says, I don't yeah, want to be people. Yeah. Everybody says, well, doctor, what is it? And, you know, right. you know, what do right. you call it? And, <laughs> and, and, and am I doing better than you right. expected? I'm, I've never met a patient yet who you say, Oh, no, you're doing much worse than I would have expected. (laughs) We never say that, right? And and some diagnoses that we actually use, they actually mean we don't know what that is. There's a word called idiopathic in medicine. Mm -hmm. That means we don't know what this is. All right. But we say you've got idiopathic hypertension. We don't know why you got blood pressure problems. or You've got, you know, you've got um, uh, there's a thing called failed back syndrome. Uh-huh. which means you got a bad back, you've had a bunch of surgeries and we don't know why, right? right, right. Now, we don't want to own it. It's not a doctor problem. We don't right. want to blame you. But, but so, you know, but, 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 you know, so labels are just labels, but clearly there are some labels that when people get them, dementia is, is one of those labels or even heart disease but cancer right. are labels that, that when people get them, they're, they're kind of begin a spin or they see themselves as that condition. And, and they kind of take on some of the characteristics of, and, you know, God bless the internet, but the internet can take you down some funky places, you know, and, and so, you know, I mean, you may have findings or symptoms that would support that your heart isn't doing perfectly well. Right. There may clearly be evidence that there's cancer in your body, all right? But right. you're not a diagnosis. Right. Like, you know, you've got something you know, and you may have some signs of cognitive decline that we would label as dementia different types right different you know right, right, right. but that that doesn't mean like it, you know it's it's inevitable it doesn't mean things are right. over it doesn't mean that's who you are as a person right and so right. I, I think it's so important yeah. that things like this hrv or like you know um, understanding scanning yourself doing self reflection as part of this and you know also saying you know it, it's not my fault necessarily i've got this thing but i can own it and I can do something about it. That's the key. Is it. like do something. My
2: first question would be like, okay, yeah, we've we've recognized what it is or labeled
1: it. Right. What, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I also say I want to get rid of that label as quick as I can. I don't yeah. want to be a slacker. I don't want to be the fattest. Whatever it is. Right. So what I do? Well, you have heart disease. We, what can we do to fix that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, some of it is, you know, when you by the time you're 80 or 90, you're always going to have it. But I don't want it at age 50 you know, right. or, or dementia or alcoholism, what can right. I do? It, these are real things These, yeah. you know, yes, we know what quote normal is in 99% of humans and we have a big range of what's normal, but beyond that has been shown to not just be quote normal, but to be a risk factor for death. A risk, you know, that, that's it, you know, but you right. can lower all of these things. Right all of them, you know, control, not by praying. I mean, praying may be fine. No, yeah, not by wishing, yeah. but right, by right. doing right. things and prayer yeah, could right. be one of those things An exercise program, meditation, better sleeping, you know, you know, there are all these things, but, but, and you may need lots of help to get there. Right. You know, you don't have to own any, it all yeah. yourself, but, but yeah. you do need to appreciate that. you know, do I want to be a label or a diagnosis, right. especially one that's, you know, it seems to go along with dying, right? Or do I want to kind of do the opposite? And you know, that's what my healthcare practice is, and and most physicians who are kind of becoming enlightened is like, I'm not there to just give you a label and give you medicines and say that's yours for life. I mean, diabetes right. is so rampant in this country, particularly among children, although it's a little oh. bit better. Native Americans, African Americans, right. no, and and yet it's predominantly due to diet, exercise, lifestyle. Right. You know, and and it doesn't mean you're going to be all cured, but man, you can control that. sucker. Yeah, you can do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the space that you're talking about is is how do I better, you know, own who I am, own my body, get help from others, you know, seek the truth, find what works for me, things that are getting me excited, me engaged and and keeping it fresh all the time. But but but, you know, what's the point of to bring it back. What's the point of all this research that I'm doing or getting paid to do it's a, if I can't actualize it and 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 really g- give it back to folks to own it?
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I don't really just want to publish books. That's nice, no,
2: but... No, it is nice. But, you book. know,
1: that, you know, the whether
2: it's the publishing of books or doing case studies or doing papers or theses or whatever, that is part of your legacy that will be carried forward by other young doctors or just people yeah. in general. Yeah. Like, there will be people that will probably read some of your studies online and they're not doctors nor do they want to be doctors but all they need is that two or three sentences in there that clicks for them yeah and they're going to be like you know what it's very simple and fundamental i just need to do i not just need to talk about it i need to take action on doing stuff
1: yeah Yeah. I I want to demystify these kind of things and kind of, you know, look. they say, well, doctor, what would you do? Well, if it was your mother, what would you do? (laughs) I'm like, I tell them. I said, look, this is what I do. And, you know, they might not want to hear it because they might want a silver bullet or a single treatment. And and I try to I try to keep it simple there. But I'm like, guys, I, I can't lie to you. Like there is no single pill. There's not a hyperbaric chamber or some Basically. high colonic or you know <laughs> right. a juice cleanse. I'm right. like, grow up, right. grow up. Red know? Bull doesn't work. Right, right, no, no, bull, no. If
2: anything more detrimental.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You well, know? again, in context, yeah. things can have roles. Yeah. But 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 one and done, really? Like where is that? You know, like where right. is this fountain of youth? You know, I mean, right. it, you know. You know, and, 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 you know, it's okay to be searching, but along the way, take good care, you yeah. know, because the fountain of youth probably is right inside you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's my stem all of us. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and it's inside, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about.
2: So. And the thing, you know, with uh, uh, the COVID, I mean, I, since the 11th day of my sobriety, which yeah. I call the first 11 days were dry. And then I started, you know, living like, uh, I started on day 11, yeah. I started laughing again yeah and even though i was still shaking from detox i started laughing again and mostly at myself and the nonsense i had done i've been laughing i've had some sort of laughter in every day ever since and there's been tragedies in those years but you know what at some point even if i'm not laughing out loud i might think of something that might make me laugh inside about something silly i did or have a memory of something and I th- you know, I think laughter is such a question. It's a huge thing. So that's yeah. why when I talk to people that have like terminal diagnoses, I say, mm-hmm. look, I'm not a doctor. I'm just gonna share my experience with you. I was diagnosed with a terminal disease, and I still have a terminal yeah. disease, yeah. alcoholism. And if yeah. it goes untreated, I yeah. will die. Right. Okay. But there was a guy that once told me, and I thought that this was pretty interesting because I never thought about it, that alcoholism is the only disease that exists where the patient becomes better after going into remission or recovery than they were before they had the disease or before he became active. Yeah. Yeah. And when they said that, I said, oh my gosh, I think you're right because then he started citing some examples and it was just a conversation between me and another guy that was in recovery. And he's like, think about it, think about cancer. Think about there's always they can get to be almost to where they were, but, right,
1: right. but you know, some...
2: chances are they're probably not. But they're like with alcoholism, you know, yeah, look, we can laugh at ourselves, you know, and and and, yeah. and and a lot of people can't. And it's like a lot of times it's like when I get all tight as a drum about something and I'm all like uptight, I'll have a friend say, Hey man, <laughs> don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll do our responsibilities, but it's not the end of the world. It's like you know, put things in perspective. You know, you're sober. You would have been dead already years ago if you would have continued. And you have things that you can offer to the stream of life.
1: Yep, that's and the self-reflection, man, yeah. and and yeah. and appreciation. You know, yeah. it's all about appreciation. Yep. You know, that's what you're talking about. Yep. So, so you know, keep. So, where would
2: people? I, I mean, I appreciate your time. Time is the most valuable thing on the planet, and and it doesn't even you can't even touch it right yeah, <laughs> um there if people want to find out information on whether like papers you've done or books you've written or is there like a place to go to find all yeah. that or, or? Uh,
1: yeah well a, a couple things number 1 is my email address is publicly available so okay. feel free yeah i mean i, I can right. say I'll it i'll put it in it.
2: the notes yeah
1: yeah but, but if you google you know my name it'll be there and 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 you know if you you know if you google my name you'll actually you know f- find most of my papers Okay. Uh, you know, there's a thing called Google Scholar, which is the way to, if you type in Google Scholar, you go to a Google website, uh, that's just for scientific papers. First, so if I won't can... be in that one. Yeah, no, 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 not yet. yeah, yet. No, but, but so, you know, <laughs> just about all of my couple hundred things are in there, right. Right. but also on the internet, uh, you know, and if you go to Virginia Commonwealth university, my university, I'm in there and it's got my Biblio and all that stuff. Okay. And there's there's YouTube videos, some flattering, some less so about me, right. <laughs> that right, are right, there. Right. but, but, you know, it's all there, but, and, and, and I've written books and stuff, but people want to email me, email me a question. I'm totally open to it. You know, I, I'm pretty aggressive about answering my email, but I, I also appreciate it and love it. So yeah. I have no issue with that. They want to contact me directly as well. Well, I I am grateful for you taking the time. I know you're busy and and,
2: um, you don't waste time. You don't sit around doing nothing. You've always got something on the schedule.
1: (laughs) This has been productive and it's a blessing to spend time with you too. So thanks, man.
2: I I really appreciate it. I know that I know at the end of the day, you know, one of my goals with this podcast was at the end of the day, it has to help somebody. And I know, I mean, it already helped me, so I know it's going to help. I don't care if it, it's going to help a lot of listeners, but I always say if it helps one listener, it was worth it. So. Yep. It's nice to hear. Thank you. And, and, back and right you. back at you, man. Right back yeah. at you. Thank love. you so much. And um, I'll put your link is up in the description. And hopefully <laughs> you'll get bombarded with emails right now. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks well, you, my Friday. friend.
1: Good luck with your teams this weekend. We'll Thank see. you. Thank Bye you. Take care, good talking. Take care of your Tony. Take care talking to you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you to Dr. David Sifu and for listening to One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. For more information on Dave, please visit vcuhealth.org. For information on One Man's Ethos, please visit onemansethos.com and follow us on social media under One Man's Ethos. Also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandridge and on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandridge. Also check out Tony's photographs at TonyMandridge.com. One Man's Ethos is produced by The Abstract Athlete. For more information on podcasts, events, and subscription boxes, please visit theabstractathlete.com. And as always, follow us on social media under The Abstract Athlete. Please visit onemansethos.com for upcoming podcast guests.